Blog Talk Radio. It's the talk with my good Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the talk with Micah and friends. And yes, it is me, Micah. (laughs) I'm so very glad for all of you who have decided to join me on tonight. Um, Not only have joined me on tonight, but those of you who have supported me since the start in 2013, 2014, and 2015. And if this is your very first time listening, thank you so very much. And I hope you come back for more, okay? Now, before we actually get into the meat of tonight's show, I want to make sure that everyone knows just how to not only support the live shows, but also, you know, go back to the shows that you've missed in the past, okay? So, because remember, we do have about 50. Tonight is 51. So first, there's HipCast.com. That's www.HipCast.com. You would simply go to HipCast.com at the top, click Directory, and enter the talk W forward slash Micah and friends, and all episodes should actually populate for you, Okay. Next, there's iTunes. So for any of you with iPhones, that's iPhone 4, 4S5, 5S, 5C, 6, 6S Plus, whatever the case may be, whatever. If you have an iPhone, okay, you will simply select search at the bottom right within the app and then enter the talk W4 slash Micah and friends and voila. Okay, so just go ahead and subscribe for free and browse at your leisure. Have fun with it. Now, you also have the site that makes it happen each and every show, and that's Blog Talk Radio. Dot com. So you simply go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash talk with Micah. Simply click the follow because you have to click the follow button first and then be informed to have all access to all previous episodes. And at the end of the day, if HipCast, Blog Talk Radio, and iTunes is too confusing for you, you can simply Google me, okay? Um, like my Gotti would say, my God, Gotti grandmother, Tatiana Braxton, Google me to talk with Micah and friends. Next up, I'll be sitting down with three special guests as we discuss everything pageantry, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the untruth, okay? So I expect all of you who are listening right now to participate, calling with your questions, calling with your comments, calling with your topics for us to discuss. Uh, This will be, if you allow it, a very interactive show, okay? So let's go ahead, give us a minute to pay some quick bills, and then we'll be right back with Tackling the Issues and Exposing the Untruth, Pageantry Chat, Episode 51. We'll be right back. Grand Pageantry probably presents a night of glamour, the third annual Miss Grand Madam and Grand Madam Clausebaugh. For the plus, presentation is red, white, or a combination, sportswear, swimsuit, talent, evening gown, Question and answer for the top five. Entry fee is $200. Winner will receive $1,000 a night of. For the clause of all, the categories are presentation, do your own thing as a male with a splash of red, talent, and evening gown. Winner will receive $500 a night of. Entry fee is $100. The date of the pageant will be February 28, 2016 in New Orleans, Louisiana. For any questions, please contact Titan Black Royalty, Adrian Baggett, or Chloe Sherry via Facebook. April 13, 2016, 8 p.m., Southwest EOI, the Black and White Ball, honoring Deborah Kay, 
featuring Sunny Delight, Miss National Entertainer of the Year 2015. This will be held at The Rock at 4129 North 7th Avenue in Phoenix, Arizona, 85013 is the zip code. Again, Southwest EOI, the black and white ball. Miss Gay Raleigh US of A will be held February 28th in Raleigh, North Carolina at Legends Nightclub. The categories are interview, gown, and talent. The start time is 10.30 p.m. Interview will be at 7 p.m. the day of. Registration, of course, earlier that day at 5 p.m. Again, official preliminary to US of A, Miss Gay Raleigh US of A. And let's not forget, March 18th, 19th, and 20th will be Mr. Miss Plus and Black America Junior and Junior Miss being held in Atlanta, Georgia. March 18, 2016, Black America Junior and Junior Miss honoring Rio Blue and Khalees Milan Houston. On March 19th and 20th, honoring Nicole Love Dupree, Neandre Bonet, and Amir Nye Camry, Mr. Miss and Plus, Black America at the Port of Sanford Performing Arts Theater in Decatur, Georgia. Again, come on down to Atlanta, Georgia for the Black America National Weekend. What's good, Kim Folk? It's your homie, Kendall Brinkley Brown here, reminding you to check out my latest single titled Outside. Go outside and we can play in the rain. to join us on tonight, then you've actually joined in at the best possible time. Tonight is actually episode show number 51, titled Pageantry Chat, Tackling the Issues and Exposing the Truth. 
You know, I've been meaning to have a large live forum for some time concerning drag pageantry, and that is to include male lead entertainment. But I just haven't gotten around to it. So while my show is for the LGBTQ community, and I like to highlight and have discussions on my show about many things, something that I've been passionate about for the last 13 or 14 years has been pageantry. While I didn't come up, you know, in the 80s or the early or mid-90s within pageantry, I was reared in pageantry by the same people you all may now know or call legends and icons. While some may have jumped in head first, attempted to find their way, me personally, I sat back, I listened, I watched, I observed, and I found what I felt was my niche in pageantry or in the industry. Now, throughout my years, and I'm sure many of you who are listening out there, you've seen, just as I have, the rise and the fall of pageantry and the inconsistency it holds in today's society. So I wanted to invite a few people on the show to help spearhead this open forum so we can talk about the things that we see, that we see happening around us, good or bad, you know, spark that same type of conversation that we tend to have with our good girlfriends, I'm sure you guys know what we're talking about, or family members, and really bring them all to the forefront. You know, I, I always say, how can we do better when we don't know what we're doing wrong? You know, so to everyone listening, I'm very serious when I say open forum. I want all of you to join in, and I'll tell you just how you can become a part of the show. But before I do, I would like to introduce to you all formally tonight's panel. First up, from Chicago, Illinois, who recently re relinquished Miss Western Grand Empress, um, always a top 12 and top 5 contender at Continental Plus, and the ever so talented. Let's welcome Miss Cheyenne Valentino. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Micah. I've been waiting for a long time. <laughs> yes, you, yes, you have. Yes, you have. But, but you're no stranger to the show, and thank you for your support. Um, from Jacksonville, Florida, Duval, a former Miss Everything, you know, actually celebrating 20 years as a former Miss Black America Plus next month, um, and the reigning Miss Platinum Icon International Plus. Let's welcome to the show, Tanisha Iman. Welcome to the show, Tanisha. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you, Micah, for having me. It's a pleasure mm -hmm. to be a part of this wonderful conversation of Padre Chat and Dirt. Yes. Right. <laughs> not a problem. Thank you so much. And last but not least, he's from Jacksonville as well, if I'm not mistaken, but he resides in Atlanta, Georgia. He's an educator and the owner of Mr. and Miss Renaissance Newcomer. Let's welcome Mr. Neil Dupree. Welcome, Neil. Hello, I am from Jacksonville. I <laughs> what tonight is going to bring. Yes, yes, yes. And I, again, I got this um, this uh, illustrious panel on that you know, as I told them, they're very real, honest, upfront. You know, but they all, you know, we all mean well. So we want to have this conversation and see where things go. So again, I'm glad that each of you were able to make it tonight and make tonight happen. I hope that through all of what we talk about um, and all that we, you know, talk about, we expose the truth. We bring the issues to the forefront with the help of our listening audience, who definitely has a voice, and help our pageantry community make a step in the right direction of, in my opinion, restoring what's been lost. So are you guys ready? Yep. All right. Yes. So listening audience, if you would, if you would like to get involved, propose your topic or your question, feel free. I have, you have two ways. Feel free to press number one on your phone so that it alerts me, and I will bring you on. And also, if you're listening live from the link that I posted on Facebook, there's actually a chat room option, um, especially if you're listening from your computer or your tablet. There's a chat room option that you can enter, and you can pose or propose your question there or your topic there or put a comment there. And while this is an open forum, I still want people to be respectful. Um, so I don't care to hear 
people tonight bashing a certain person or systems or systems, but coming to the lines they are respectful and more so being adults about the situation. Um, I do have the option to drop you from the line. I've never had to do that in my two years of, of having the show, but, you know, you never know what may happen. But, again, this is the open forum, and we want to have honest conversation. So um, before we actually get into these topics and questions, I want to ask the three of you. Um, I would very much love for each of you to briefly tell me who – or what sparked your interest in pageantry? And what was it that made each of you finally say that you wanted to be a part of this art form in some shape, form, or fashion? So, you know, tell me what sparked your interest, and what was it that made each of you say, hey, I, I want to be a part of this? And I'll start with, I'll pick out Neil first, we'll go to Cheyenne, and then Tanisha. Um, for me, the first time I went to a show, I didn't understand it. Um, I, I didn't understand why we tipping somebody to lip sync, and I didn't understand, like, the people that were tipping people to lip sync. Um, but when I met Sasha Valentino, um, she had a uh, pageant kind of night at our house, and we all sat around and watched DVD. And I'm sure you and Cheyenne know how much she loved pageantry. So she sparked my interest in pageants, along with Nicole and a couple other people, but that was like what really did it for me. Um, her and Randy Matthew. Back then we had AOL chat, so we would um, AOL instant messenger and discuss universe all night. And I just had never met anybody more passionate about drag than Randy and Sasha at the time. So that just sparked my interest in it. And, and what was what was it? What was that that made you want to be a, actually finally become a part of it? Uh, actually, I didn't want to at the beginning, but DeAndre called me. I was at work just finished day at work. He called me and asked me if I would join him in taking ownership of Renaissance Newcomer, and I said yes just because he was my friend at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I had an interest in pageantry, but I never looked at myself in that capacity as a promoter or owner of a pageant. Mm -hmm. So it was something that he pulled me into. I really wasn't seeking it out, but I'm glad that I did go that route. I'm glad the thing played out the way that it did because I really enjoy all of pageantry, the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> Great. So we got Sasha Valentino, Nicole, Randy, as well as Neandre pulling you in um, to co-own Renaissance Newcomer. Okay. Thank you so much, Neil. Um, that was interesting. And uh, what about you, Cheyenne? Uh, well, actually, my story goes back to when I was 16. <laughs> um, some friends of mine in Chicago, uh, Tony Cunt and uh, another guy named Tony and uh, DeWitt and DeWitt, these twins we used to hang out with. Um, they told me, they was like, girl, it's a drag pageant at this hotel downtown. I was 16, mind you. So the only drag I had ever seen was on Maury Probe's show or Sally Jesse Raphael back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know stuff like that even existed right up under my nose. So I was a spoiled kid growing up, and I lied to my mother and told her I was going to a play with some friends, and she gave me $50. And... I walked in the Bismarck Hotel, and the first person I saw standing there was Flame Monroe in a black tuxedo and a rhinestone tie and a red bobbed wig. Mm. And I was in amazement. 
And that was the year that Paris France won, and I'll never forget uh, Tasha Long did Solid Go, Dionne Warwick, and Tommy Ross had live animals on the stage, and the great late Baja did New York, New York, and I was just intrigued. And that was actually the first time I had ever seen Sasha Valentino. Mm. And later on, later on, we end up becoming really good friends through my first one of my first drag mothers, which is Stephanie Valentino, actually. And Sasha and I just developed a really close relationship, and she set us down like Neil said, and she was just a pageant guru, a pageant junkie, and we would sit at her house, honey, all day and night and eat <laughs> and laugh and just watch pageants all night long. And I went to Miss Continental um, one particular year when Tosi won, and mm. Tosi said something in her question and answer. She said, you know, I looked in the mirror, and I said, let her out. And when she said that, something resonated with me, and at that point, that's when I started to create the illusion of Cheyenne Valentino. Wow. That's interesting because I would have thought that you were doing drag even before then. No, I actually, my first pageant, I was 18 years old. I did Miss Emerald City Black Universe, which was owned by Ferris Miles and Tony Harper back in the day. And actually, that was the year Raquel Lord won Black Universe. That was my first pageant I ever did was the mm. Black Universe prelim. And I wasn't even legal at the time. <laughs> okay. Wow. A little, look, a little known history fact. Okay. Thank you so much. So Sasha Valentino and being inspired by Continental and so many others um, that have allowed you to be where you are. So um, appreciate that that story and that little known fact, Cheyenne. Now, what about you, Miss Tanisha? What what was it that sparked your interest in pageantry, and what was it that made you say, "Hey, you want to be a part of the art form"? Well, I'm I'm the baby of three for my mom, and I'm the only boy, so I was the last one that at home and of course I was spoiled and I was grown so at the age of 13 and 14 honey I was running the streets being grown and I went to a club called the garage and I met which became my first gay lover which is her name is Tina Knight um I was 13 she was 32 and she was a drag queen and honey from <laughs> there I began became fascinated with the art form of female impersonation she threw hold me on, drag, okay. honey. hold on please let me stop you let's go back to the age what was that? What was the age difference? <laughs> oh, baby, thirteen, fourteen. I was a grown, honey, and this is old. baby. Yes, that was my lover. He was thirty-two years old. Yes, and my mama knew about it. Maybe they know they couldn't do nothing with me. I was grown, shit. My mom, my my dad was um my dad was an older guy, so mm-hmm. like in his fifties and stuff. So, baby, I didn't have nobody being um hard down on me, and my mom was overnight, so baby, when he went to sleep at 9, 10 o'clock at night, and she went to work at 10 o'clock, baby, I was, she left at 10, I was in the street at 10, 15, so mm. that let you know how I went, so, um, and over the years, um, I met up with Tamisha Iman, and I met Willie, okay, mm-hmm. Willie, and honey, I, my little grown ass at this little club that goes to downtown Jacksonville, called the ambassador, mm-hmm. honey, and I had on the damn chili in the skirt and child um, <laughs> my little um, big gold hoops and my glossy lips, bald head, sister grown, and I met Willie and fell in love with Willie ass. Mm-hmm. Willie invited me to this pageant, which was Miss International Florida, um, Shay Shay Larice won, 
And, honey, this little short little man came out in this emerald green dance costume. And that man flipped from the front of that stage to the back <laughs> of that stage, about 30 splits. And I became fascinated with the art form of female impersonation and drag. And he became my drag mother. And years later, that's when I met up with Rick Finn. And we had all lived in an apartment at that time. It was called 311. It was mm-hmm. me, Rick Finn, the late Basha, Alexis Gabrielle Sherrington, Aja, uh, one of my sisters, Pepper Pot, Sam Woods, my best friend. No, it was a three-bedroom apartment home. So it was about 10 of us in one apartment. And mm. this time, Rick was what we called the cameraman. He recorded all the pageants. So I watch, we used to watch pageants every day, every night, because he had every <laughs> pageant from way back to the 80s. So that's how I got introduced and and inter, interested into the life form of drag and pageantry. And what what was the very first pageant you you entered? Tamisha Iman put me in Miss Jacksonville Newcomer. That was my first pageant that I did, um, and I won my first. Yeah, I only did the two newcomer pageants. That was my first pageant. She put me in the pageant child. I did Donna Summer. I thought it was fabulous, and I was a complete fool, but I won. <laughs> I won. <laughs> I won, won. yeah. So that, to me, she played a big part in getting getting my foot into the door of the pageantry. But Tina, Tina Knight and, and um, a legend named T.T. Therese, they named me. My first name was Tanisha Knight, Tanisha Knight, and then once I became... Tanisha's daughter, that's where Tanisha Iman was born. Okay. So thankful to Tina Knight and uh, Tanisha Iman. And then you said uh, Shay Shay Larissa was the first one you had really ever saw, right? Doing mm-hmm. in a pageant or whatever. Okay. Yes. Good. And, and oh, she's yes, still kicking and flipping out. and all that still to the day. <laughs> and carrying on, yes. And carrying on. Okay, thank you so much. It was very interesting to hear um, all of you talk about your um, your history and where everything started. So, you know, just kind of give our audience um, where you guys um, have come from and how um, knowledgeable you are about the art. And all of you have achieved great things um, since, you know, being a part of pageantry. So we definitely thank you for that. Now I want to talk about, and again, my audience, if you have questions or comments or you want to uh, propose a topic or, you know, that you want us to discuss, um, go ahead and say something in the chat room, or you can press one on your phone, and I'll bring you in. But I want to start off with um, talking about the old days versus the new days. Um, I want to start off with talking about that because, you know, people constantly say pageantry isn't what it used to be. So for all of you, what what was pageantry about when you came in the field? You know, what was it all about from your perspective? You know, and, and with staying on that same course, how have we changed to the point People are wanting or wishing just to go back to the old days. So, what what was what was Patry about in the old days when you first came up, and why do you think people are saying they just wish things were going back to the way they used to be? Anybody can start off. Well, I I guess me being the latest, the late bloomer on the phone. You know, um, back when I first started attending pageants in '96, and I never missed a night of Miss Continental since 1996. Neither night. So I've seen a lot of pageantry. I love that pageant to death. And what I think that has changed is the 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 drag, 
the big gaudiness. You know, we still Alexis Alexis Gabrielle Sheraton is one girl that always keeps it like the old school to me. Mm-hmm. She is one girl that you can always depend on to bring the drag. And that's something that I think that's gone, but that has a lot to do with finances as well. The economy is in a different state of mind than it was back then as well. So uh, there's a lot of different factors that factor into the reason why drag is not where it used to be, in my opinion. Well, I think back back in the back in the days, far as pageants, it did it didn't matter what your name was, um, baby. You paid your entry fee and you competed, whether you was the best competed with the best or the the new you you got a fair chance um back in the day you didn't really have to worry about the politics of who had the most titles and who did this the most and who had the most money baby it was a even playing field and nowadays with pageant <clears throat> pageants but not all some people just really have to show up you know some girls don't have to work as hard because their name has already done the work for them and a lot of people get discouraged because, honey, you know, if so-and-so in the pageant, child nine times out of ten, baby, she ain't got to do nothing but show up and she's going to win. But, see, back in the day, bitch, you had to bring it to win it. So that's what I think has changed hmm. in pageant. You say, so you, so you talked, very great point. You said politics and you said the name game. So so let so I'll say before we get to Neil, let's stay on the name game thing as far as girls entering pageants. And, you know, a lot of times we can look and see, oh, a child, she's in the pageant. She's, like you said, she's going to win the pageant or, you know, she's, she's a shoe in, you know. But how now, because as we've seen, newcomers are really, or the, the, they're really hungry, number one. So they're really hungry mm-hmm. and they don't mind whipping some ass if they have to. I think a lot of them don't don't see that they really have a fight and they really have a package and they really can win. So a lot of them still get discouraged about competing against a, a, a name girl. But um, what do you think needs to change within the systems um, of just crowning these old girls over and over and over when really these new girls are really, you know, are the ones who should be deserving of the chance? Like, what do you think needs to happen if you think anything needs to happen? Well, the the one point I definitely want to, you know, especially with these new titles and and these new the this new generation of newcomers and closet ball queens and all the girls that just started, they have it a little easier because they have so much history that they can go back and study, and that's what makes them at the best at their game nowadays. But what has to happen is that. Some of us who are fortunate enough to be judges and over certain pageants and this and that, you already know nine times out of ten what the name girl gonna gonna bring. You know, you know if you crown her, you know she's probably not gonna be as visible and as as approachable, or as outspoken as you need her to be to get your particular system or pageant or brand out there. So why even go through all that? And then they still let the bitch win versus a hungry newcomer or a closet ball person who is really, really into this art form that don't mind investing, don't mind learning, don't mind trying to do more, and really just trying to get their name out there and win a pageant fairly. That's that's why they some of them just say, child, don't even worry about it. We're going to wait and wait till the next one. But that don't mean become a damn veteran closet ball queen for nine years or a veteran newcomer for eight years. Child, you missing your spot, honey. I agree. It, it, as 
agree with you 100% with that tenacious. Uh, I agree. Neil, go ahead. I, I'm listening. I, I'm, I'm I, waiting on you. I feel some, some of the things that changed to me since I've been out, I've never competed, but I know a lot of girls um, who had kids who were kind of financially sponsor their pack, their packet and do everything for them. And when somebody else is giving you the money to do whatever you want, then you can have these great, big, elaborate productions and do all these things. But those same people, 10 years later, you see them on stage doing solo talents or talents by themselves or with one or two other people because now those kids don't sponsor them like they used to. And now things are changing. That's why I think drag is for some people have changed because now they have to spend their own money as opposed to spending somebody else's money who is sponsoring them. So, so basically some of those girls were puppets. They were puppets. Basically, yes. growing growing up, basically, you know, go ahead. Puppets or users. Puppets or users, right. Yeah, I think they use a lot. Of, some people use a lot of their kids for financial gains. And when their kids were no use, then they were disposable and moved gotcha. to the next. Gotcha. Yeah, I've been victim of that by a couple of friends that, you know, they, they will do that. That's very true, and it's unfortunate. Repeat that, Cheyenne. You, well, on my end, you would I say I, I've been the I, I've been the victim of that. You know, I helped a very good girlfriend of mine. Um, she's competing for a national pageant, and you know, you can be their sister and best friend during the process. Behind once they have used you, you are used up, and gone. They don't have anything else to do with you, and it's just unfortunate. And I was that you, Cheyenne, that that made that post. I know I read it. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so going forward, how do you correct that as a somebody that is you were once their sister or friend or whatever? Like, how how do you? What's the word I'm looking for? Like, just how how do you, you operate going forward when, when you've been? You have to like how to step back. You have to find how to step back. You know, I'm not perfect. A lot of times, people like myself, we're misunderstood. And Tanisha and Nick both got to know me over the years. You know, when I was young, coming out, I came out when I was 11 years old. A lot of people don't know that. So a lot of people that taught me how to be the messy fag I was at one time were the same people that ridiculed me later on for being what they taught me how to be. Right. So those people, those some of the same people that I helped. See, I was behind the scenes in the pageant world for about 20 years before actually competing my first time in Miss Continental Plus in 2010. I've helped a lot of girls. Those same girls that read behind my back, I know that they read me both out there listening. I know they do. I still keep a smiling face. A lot of people say I'm crazy, I'm bipolar, but guess what? People push you to that point sometimes. Everyone has a breaking point. Everyone has feelings. Only so much you can hold in after a person or people have done so many different things to you. Everyone has a breaking point. And at this point, you just step back and say, hey, you wash your hands and keep it moving. I can speak speak for Cheyenne for that breaking point because she had – I've known Cheyenne way, way before Cheyenne was created. And – Cheyenne took a lot of heat a few years ago after I know she sponsored people and did things to people. And she was helping out another friend, and she got a lot of backlash from me. And 
I heard both sides. It wasn't fair to Cheyenne, but the general public took the side that was not favorable to Cheyenne, in my opinion, at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, it was unfortunate and unfair to Cheyenne. Right. Right. And, and 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 like you you know like Cheyenne said you know you you live and you learn and, and no one's perfect so you know in, in those situations where you you are helping a contestant or a friend or a sister um, during that time of need of sponsorship and of course when you sponsor a lot of times when you're sponsoring a person you're sponsoring them because you really believe in them and, and you really would like to see yes. them or achieve their dreams yes. but but in the yes. event and that Go ahead. Yeah, it, it, most definitely because th- it that's hurts. your it hurts. That's your time that's your time that's your dedication that's your money. You know, but I always say you reap what you sow. Karma's, a, you know, a bitch. <laughs> you know, we can't curse. You know, all of that. You know, um, it, it it does hurt. You know, and and just in that instance, Cheyenne, of what you just spoke about of of being hurt after you, you know, helped somebody out. That's why a lot, and that may be, that may go back to um, your point, Cheyenne. We said, you know, with Alexis, you know, drag is big, and and then we talked about the economy and money, and and then going to Neil's point too. Like, that could be also a reason or a factor as to why people are not supporting contestants anymore because they've been burnt by so many people in the past. So it's like, I don't and know. You, I and, you know, and not to cut you off, Michael, I always say, because I've helped a lot of people as far as the makeup or backstage or whatever the case, mm-hmm. baby, I cannot want this more than you. And see, those are the people that's, that are the ones that are usually burning the folks. You are caring more about their competition than them. Baby, listen. It's really great to have sponsors and supporters, but ultimately it is our responsibility if we want to go on these folks' stage. And don't take advantage and hurt people who are going the extra mile and jumping the hurdles for your ass when it really should be you. Child, that's, ooh, that's the quickest way for me to lose it right now. Ooh, child. <laughs> now go ahead, Mike. And that's the point I'm, I, I'm just, you hold it in so much because it's unfortunate. If you stand up for yourself or stand up for something, Look as a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. You can't. You, mm-hmm. And that's and that's so that this is y'all. You have so many different national promoters out there, different uh, division promoters or different regional promoters, and they treat you like shit. They'll excuse my language. They'll talk <laughs> you any kind of way. They'll talk to you any kind of way. Everywhere, it's all different systems: white, black, Asian, whoever. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you take a stand. And speak for yourself. Oh, she's messy. Oh, she talks too much. Oh, that's the Cheyenne, the troublemaker. So, bitch, I'm taking up myself because I'm tired of it. And some you just get tired of it. Oh, yeah. Everyone has a breaking point. Everyone, everybody has a breaking point. Well, don't have no breaking point tonight because you are right. (laughs) Don't have one tonight. And I had I got your back. I had another point that I wanted to um, to make, but uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll get back to it. But somebody somebody has something they want to say. So two two eight area code two two eight. The last four is five 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 one. I'm going to bring you on so you can have your question, comment, or whatever the case may be. So I'm about to bring you in. So baby, I hope you um you're ready. Let's see. Keep it cute. <laughs> oh, keep it cute. I'm going to keep it on mute. Hold on. Okay, you are now on the line with Tanisha, Neil, Cheyenne, and Micah. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment, please, or topic? Hello, everyone. Good evening. This is Shoki Ganash, actually, um, and I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. And, Hi, Shoki. Um, 
Hi, Hi y'all. I'm a big fan of all of you, um, and I love you all. I, on a person, I don't think I've ever met in person with Tanisha Iman, and I hope to meet her at Black America Weekend. So um, it's a pleasure to follow all of you. The thing I think, Tanisha, you said, and this is one of the things that kind of bothers me, um, there's two things that bothers me, and I guess I go ahead and say both of them, like and the art of female impersonation. One of the things that you just mentioned was veteran newcomers. I've personally been called a veteran newcomer, and I've only been doing the art form for about two years, and I get called that all the time by people who've been doing um, this art form as twice as long as me. I don't have any, you know, drag children, um, yet I get called that by people who have, like, 20 children and starting to get grandchildren, and that's a little frustrating to me because I feel like it's the blind leading the blind, but then I'm ridiculed because I come on the drag scene and I actually try to take care of my craft. And I don't understand, like, in nowadays, you know, like, within, like, newcomer pageantry systems, and this is, like, all over because it's newcomers are capitalized on because they're getting more contestants than anything else. But I don't understand that. How do we work through that? How do we define what is a veteran newcomer? Because I was just brought to this term, um, this past year, when I was called that quite a few times, and I get ridiculed for doing newcomers. I'm actually doing, I guess, my last newcomer, but I don't even consider it a newcomer um, in next month. Um, and my second thing is that I was going to, I guess i go ahead and say both of them. Um, I've done black pageantry, and when I've done black pageantry, I've been called the white girl. And that really, like... <laughs> burns me on the inside being called or labeled the white girl or I'm being too white girl. In reality, it speaks volumes about, you know, when you say that, it speaks volumes about our community. How could you label me the white girl um, just because, you know, I don't do a lot of hand movement and gowns. Um, I try to speak eloquently. um, And I try to... um, just represent myself the best way I know how um, without overdoing it. And it brings me back to, like, in today's society, like, if we look at mainstream America, you know, Beyonce was ridiculed about from our community um, a lot because, you know, how can you talk about getting information, but, you know, you're wearing, you know, the white people's blonde hair. And I feel like from a gay as well as a um, black community standpoint, how can you question me on my blackness? Is there, like, okay. is there a stereotype of being black, you know? Um, so those are my two points. So, um, I can go on and on. Okay. And no, okay. no, thank you. Thank you so much, Sookie, uh, because I, I want to um, bring it to the panel on definition since you posed the question, because you, you brought up some valid points, and I'm so very glad that you brought them up. So the first one was being labeled a veteran newcomer. Um, I'm going to put I'm gonna put you, Silky, on – well, no, I'll, I'll leave you on so you can um, – in case Tanisha or whoever wants to go back and back and forth with you or ask you another question, but okay. so let's let's talk about being labeled a veteran newcomer first. Um, and, okay. and and I honestly totally uh, get it. I, I get what you know why people may say that. Now, when it as in reference to you, I don't. I can't tell you why um, because you're you to me you haven't been in the newcomer realm that that long to be considered what we would consider a veteran newcomer. But I you know since you posed the or you talked about, you know, what Tanisha said, then I'll let Tanisha speak to it. So how does she push past that whole 
veteran newcomer, or Tanisha, what do you consider to be a veteran newcomer? Well, of course, for me, a veteran newcomer, you know, in this art form, it's so much, it's so easy to pick up and learn things from different entertainers and different your surroundings. But my definition of a veteran newcomer is a newcomer that has been in the business so long to when you see them in the pageant, you are wondering why are they even in this pageant or damn that she ain't won this. You know, when y'all when you've been seen a it's it's so many newcomer pageants and what I feel like you're holding you're you're holding yourself back. Once you have learned and mastered the art form for us the newcomer, it's time for you to move up. When you see if you're a vet newcomer, you are looking at a vet and saying, Oh, child, she ain't want no pageant that at that point You've arrived because these newcomers nowadays, they know how to sew. They do their own makeup. They know how to crop their own hair. They they can get up there either with a production or by themselves and walk the dogs, and they know how to speak better than my ass. I don't think they should be in the newcomer ring. I think it's time for them to step up and show the big girls how to ring, especially when you have have some closet ball queens that know how to represent themselves better and you can approach them and talk to them and have a real conversation versus someone who's been in the business 20-plus years. You can barely get them to tell you what damn lipstick they're wearing. Just, <laughs> you're just trying to hold a conversation and get to know them. So it's all different types of my version of vet, veteran, closet and newcomers. But I, the reason why I want to I say get from that is because you can't elevate if you're still holding yourself back. Now, as far as the people say you the white girl in the pageant, Honey, just take that as you the one with the class. So what that means, you need to stay in your realm. If you can't make it in the black pages or they're not accepting you as a competitor fairly, honey, child pay you. It's a pageant every three days in this country, honey. Go find you somewhere that's going to appreciate your, your classiness and your intelligent self, honey, and do what you got to do. Okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Just to piggyback off of Tanisha, you know, I get where you're coming from with the whole um, label, the, the white girl, because I, I grew up like that. I'm mixed. My dad's German and my mom's black, so I always spoke very well, you know, proper English. And even the West would teach me and call me the white woman of course when I was reigning this Western Grand Empress. Like Tanisha said, honey, take it as a compliment indirectly. I don't have a problem be able to speak properly. It's nothing wrong with that. Don't ever be ashamed of being able to speak properly being a black woman at all. Go out do the black pageants, white pageants, whatever pageant you feel comfortable and you find your niche in, that's what you do. And do it proudly. Thank you so very much, Silky, and thank you, Tanisha and Cheyenne, for um, providing that comment. Oh, who? Go ahead, Neil. Go ahead. ahead. Yeah. I think the whole bachelor newcomer is a black pageant type thing because <laughs> I think these same girls, I think that some people who've won USA or Continental or EOI that are that will be considered newcomers on the black pageant scene. But I think some people get so um, caught up in black pageantry that they would say newcomers and do a, a newcomer. Like, people literally have done Ebony Newcomer five times or Westland Newcomer three or four times. And these same people, if on the white pageant scene, they'd go to Continental, EOY right at the gate. 
And mm-hmm. so I think sometimes black pageantry label kids and stifle their growth because you want to put them on this newcomer level. And it's not fair to these people, but they keep hearing people say newcomer, newcomer. Now go out there and jump in the water. I mean, if you're going to lose, right. you're going to lose. If you're going to win, you're going to win. But why do this newcomer pageant for four years when you could have gone to do this continental because they crown from what people are considering newcomers. Me, so I just think, I didn't win. I just, yeah, very true. Just a little piggyback, baby. I wore Miss Black America Plus. I had just turned 18, so baby, I was a newcomer and I beat some hoes, and they was mad. There was 14 of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I feel that, and not to knock my newcomers that are listening because I love you all. If you are still in the newcomer and closet ball area and you're still learning, by all means, it takes long for others. So don't say that I'm telling you guys that y'all should move up if you can, honey, because there's some people who need to move back, but I'm not going to go down. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you so very it's much. Thank you, so very much for, thank you so very much for, for calling in and, and listening. I definitely appreciate it. And um, I hope you continue listening and supporting the talk with Micah. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next thank month, you. darling. All right, yes, so, baby flowers. <laughs> okay, before we, because I have some other callers um, wanting some, wanting to ask questions and all of that, but I want to go back to um, the newcomers and the and well the veterans and all of that. I and my kids, well, like my kids Yahim and I think it was Rio. Um, they can attest to. I I did like this um, this thing that I went to put on Facebook because I was just kind of fed up with a lot of things um, when it came down to to newcomers. Not so much. And not so much just the newcomers. It was more so of a, a, a teaching tool or whatever the case may be. Um, but I just never posted it because I was like, you know what, I just don't I don't have that time or the headache for it. But and maybe I talked to Neil about it, I don't remember, but I think that when it comes down to the newcomers and I understand what Tisha's saying, you know, it takes a, some people a little longer to get it. And I and I totally understand that. You know, but my issue as a because I'm all about pushing people for success. And especially when I see, we all can see when a person has it, when they have it. Mm-hmm. And then we also can, yes, see, can. When a person, we also can win a see, see when a person is taking advantage of the fact that they have it, and now they're just going to each and every newcomer pageant beating on the little babies that are trying. And what people don't realize is that that's, that's happening, and when I say people, I mean promoters as well, because I'm going to get on you in a second. What they don't realize that it's happening. When you keep allowing these veteran newcomers, and we know who they are and how many years they've been competing, because if you've been competing since 2005 and six and seven, you're a vet, you're, okay, you're a veteran newcomer. You've been in it for too long. You know, when you're beating on these babies that you are coming. If you have an anniversary. Yeah. When you are coming into these competitions and you're beating on them, guess what happens? You have a little newcomer or someone that's just trying to step into the scene, trying to become noticed, trying to, and they may, they may have talent, they may have style, they may have grace, they may, may be very intelligent. But what happens? We end up crowning because we really have no choice because the, the veteran newcomer has won the pageant, it's evident. Actually won the pageant. But, but what we have done now, because we've allowed them to keep doing this over and over, we've, we've now missed out, probably missed out on a great title holder, a great entertainer, because... What people fail to realize, if you go back and look at it, Tanisha, Neil, what you, if you go back and look at it and those old newcomer tapes, look at how many are still doing pageants, period. It's not many. 
that were doing pageants mm. when Gia Tejour and Alexis Tejour and all of them were doing in like 2004 and five when newcomers was really hot. They're not doing anymore because they got beat down. So and and that's happening mm. now still. So now promoters because I think and they got overlooked. They got overlooked. Right. Yes, they, they got do. overlooked. So now, now how do we now how do we move from there? How do we help the situation? Because I said we can talk about the untruth, but we're also going to provide some type of resolution to the issue. Promoters, stop accepting entry fees. It's a, it, it, it's a time when you have to say, you know what, baby, I appreciate what that you want to be a part of this, but I see so much more for you that I I will assist you and even help you in and going to the next level. I'll pay your entry fee for this pattern, that pattern, or whatever. But I see much more for you, and I, I, I really want to, you know, I, I really want to crown a newcomer. You've mastered this side of the business. It's now time to move forward. And that's what I feel promoters need to step up to the plate and do and stop trying to for, trying to have it be a money machine or a money-making thing for you. We have to groom these newcomers. And I will tell you, at Black America Junior, we've, we've turned down entry fees. And we've also... Oh, because I was shown by the answers. You're going to turn somebody around on March oh, yes. 18th. So okay. they get red. Well, we've turned down entry fees. <laughs> we've told people no. And, and we have a restriction in our guidelines that say after three times of competing for junior, we feel like you need to go ahead and move to the next level of pageantry. You've earned enough knowledge and, and, and wisdom or whatever to move to the next level. Some people have so much, uh, they, they have so much wisdom and knowledge of, the, of, of competing that they don't even know it, but here they are like stifling themselves and just saying, okay, I'm just going to settle for the newcomer. No, like you, you've done what you need to do. You've made your name, and I think a lot of people just want to have so many, so many newcomer titles for them to say, okay, I got five of the big national newcomers. Now I can move forward. Sometimes it doesn't take a no but 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 no shade to them. But mm-hmm. some of them newcomer titles and promoters, they take care of their folks though. No oh, shade, yeah, shit. Yeah, I it's a couple of newcomer pages that I did. I did. I get a photo shoot, baby. They take some of them, but it is a time and place for everything. And then sometimes you have to want to push yourself. You want to be a part. Graduate, child. Go on and graduate and walk down the aisle. That way you can help the next person because sometimes we really get overlooked, the true newcomers, because the vet has walked the dogs over. And uh, in all actuality, a veteran newcomer supposed to win in a right. newcomer pageant. Did you better win? And then, and then, but then also, and then I'll, I'll open the lines up and we'll talk about some more stuff, but then guess what? It also ends up happening. What also ends up happening is that we look at this national competition and we sit back in the audience or we sit on Facebook or wherever and say, child, they're a national pageant, and they only have five contestants, or they only have eight girls, you know. Well, we can, oh, have, a whole, we, oh, we can have a whole lot more, oh. but where, where are the babies going? We, we they they, they in the newcomer pageant. There you go. They're in the newcomer pageant, or it's a lot. It's not too many national pageants. It's just a lot of pageants with yeah. names. So we go. You go ahead and open up your line because that's gonna stop some shit right there. Neil, did you want to say anything before I open up this uh, call to? Uh, there's an area code four four and then thirty eight forty nine. Did you want to say you wanted? To... Oh, I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> oh, this okay, okay. this a phone number. This gotta be good. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me bring him in. All right, you are now on the line with Tanisha, Neil, Cheyenne, and Micah. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question, topic, or comment, please? 
Hi, my name is Connie. I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. I have a response uh, for Tanisha and a question uh, for her as well. In response to you winning um, Black America Plus 20 years ago, there was no such thing as, as, as a newcomer. And it was just girls entering a pageant. So girls like Sheena Divine that was entering universe years ago, had that been our newcomer system when she first started in in her universe, she would have been the creme de la creme of 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 newcomer circuits. So that was my response um, to that. My question for you, Aunt Tanisha, do you think the person and the persona that you um, exemplify um, help would help or hurt your image? Um, you have a lot of people who can't take, um, certain individuals and I, I know I am an outspoken person, um, and it may hurt or help my image, but, you know, I've been, I've been, life is what it is. I'm about to be 39 years old and I've had a rough ride, honey, and, um, not to make any excuses for any of the, the decisions and the mistakes I've made in my life, but what it has taught me is to be who I am. Now, I can't apologize for everything that I have done in my past, and I can't take back some of the stuff I, I've done or said, but I can be who I am. And whether you like it or not, I, I have to live with me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so I'm okay with me. Um, I do suffer from low self-esteem, but you'll never know it because I know how to fake it very well. So I just try to be real, and I just try to um, uplift people. And um, sometimes I get a little catty, and I get in my feelings, and I say what the first thing comes to mind. And I beat myself up afterwards. But other than that, I'm okay with who I am. Um, you have to – it's a, social media and this gay lifestyle is a really dog-eat-dog world, so you can't please everyone. And I've been stopped trying. I used to try that a long time ago when I was coming out in this world, especially – Nowadays, when it's so much, so much hate and judgment, so baby, I've been stopped trying to please everybody. I, you can, you can only live up to who you see in the mirror. So I try my best, and if, if I'm not that person who people think I should be, honey, I am sorry, but bitch, this is who I am. <laughs> well, thank you so very so much, that, Connie. So for no, your... no, right, oh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Connie, hold on one second. Let me bring you back on. Hold on. Certainly. Okay, go ahead, Connie. Say, go ahead. Oh, yes, the other thing that I was going to say uh, was that, but, you know, with, with all that being said, do you think that um, with you being fine with who you are, is it the same person? Because I, I don't know your biological name. Uh, the, the same person that you it's are. It's LaMichael. LaMichael Bryant. LaMichael Bryant. <laughs> okay, the, 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 LaMichael. the same person that you are as LaMichael, is that the same person that you are as Tanisha Iman, that's what I'm saying between the difference between between the um, person and the persona. Are those two individual personnel, although uh, is that just one person? Oh, child, honey, listen, they get confused, honey. They, they, they one and the same, child. It's, it, uh, I, sometimes it's, you have to separate. You know, when I go to work, I, I you get a little diva in me, but I do know how to separate, but I'm still the same person. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay well, th- I, I, thank you yeah. so very so, No, Connie, you, you're, you're, we're going to move to the next. Connie, I know who Wait, you are. 
Look, hold on. Connie, I know who you are. <laughs> I caught on to that voice. I'm not going to expose hey, you. Hey, Connie. <laughs> I'm not going to expose you, but I do remember you competing for Sweetheart back in 2000. Uh, um, that was the year that Tatiana and uh, Darion gave it up. Uh-huh. So I'm going to let uh, Tanisha soak on it. But it was one of those competitors. Right. Who, that, that's who Connie was. Connie. Uh, we'll, 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 I'll you, tell you off record. Go ahead, um, Neil. Go you, ahead. I mean, Tanisha and LaMichael shouldn't be the same people. I mean, some quality is the same, but it's a alter ego. So, mm. I yeah, I can I, understand I, that. I'm just, I just don't want them to think I'm not confused on who the hell I am, but <laughs> I'm not keeping it a damn secret of who the hell I am. Um, I don't know if if she was trying to slay me, but bitch, I'm good over here. <laughs> I, 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 I want to let that be known. I, I, I am good over here. Yeah, I, 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 and the one one thing that I know I'm good about is because my mama and my family they they straight with Lamica, Tanisha, Ti Stamp, whatever. They, I'm I'm good. So I think the bitch was slaying me, Michael, and you ain't let me know. You said no slandering. But well, come come on to the next caller. <laughs> I, I think she was coming for you. I think she was too. I was trying to keep it cute. Uh, see, I know I should have got me a bottle of wine for this. Cheyenne. Got my libation. Cheyenne, what? I was. I had your back. You ain't step in for me, girl. She attacked me. I'm, I thought y'all was still doing our thing. Girl, I don't know Miss Connie trying to come for me though, but it's okay, child. <laughs> so I don't mean I'm somebody. So before I move, to, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow um because I said this is the open forum, so I want to go ahead and and I love the conversation, so I want to move to area code eight oh four. So they look like they may be in Virginia. Um, so eight oh four, last four is twenty four eighty nine. I'm about to open the lines up for you, okay? So hold on one second. Here we go. All right, you are now on the line with Tanisha, Neil, Cheyenne, and Micah. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question, comment, or topic, please? Hello, everybody. It's the grand ruler of the universe. Hi. Ah, who is that? I am yours. Hello, everyone. I just want to come in and chime in about the whole newcomer conversation. Okay. Um, personally, I feel that, especially coming from an area where drag isn't as strong and popular as it is in Atlanta, um, a lot of people look at different entertainers as newcomer, whether they, like Tanisha said, some are already into the main circuit and maybe need to take a step back and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I really think that it deals a lot with, you know, where you come from and your training. Um, I think that you guys said a little bit about the entertainers who are seasoned and more experienced aren't taking the time to teach these newcomers exactly what it is and how they support the drag community. So I think that is the biggest, the biggest stigma and the biggest problem. And while we run into these vet, veteran newcomers, I don't think it's really about the the promoters taking their entry fees because, of course, everybody wants a dollar. When lose a draw, they want their coin. So you know, I think it's more so about these people not having the proper training and the background mm-hmm. and, you know, 
getting the experience from people. And so one of the things that I've always focused on, um, and I don't consider myself to be the best, I don't consider myself to be the worst, but I know what works for me, and I do the things that I, you know, works for me. And like Tanisha also said, you know, back in the day, you couldn't really hire someone to do your makeup or hire a hairstylist or hire, you know, a designer. You had to get all these things done yourself, and that is what taught a lot of us, you know, how to make it. Nowadays, you don't have to learn nothing. You can just mm-hmm. pay somebody to do your makeup. You can pay somebody to mm-hmm. do your hair. So they aren't learning anything from that. They're not mm-hmm. learning nothing. I mean, the only right. thing they're learning is how to make that dollar to pay TI or how to make that dollar to order hair from Q. They're not actually learning Wait that a minute. Don't, don't take away my coins. You a dollar. Oh, don't do that. Wait I'm just playing. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, And, of course, everybody knows that I love Westland. And one of the things that D. West says is that the reason why there's a sit-out period is because he's hoping to help them grow and help them learn. And I know that when I was the empress coming from Virginia, you know, he put into things like meetings with um, Taji Iman and Naisha to help me learn how to do my makeup. And he put me into contact Mm -hmm. with people to help me, you know, know how to put on a wig or how to do these things. And even though that wasn't, you know, a newcomer pageant coming from somewhere where I didn't have that experience, it taught me the things that these newcomers are not learning. So I think that it has a lot to do with that. And these newcomers on these circuits, you know, they they get into these contests and then the promoter says you have to sit out a year, but they aren't doing anything to help them learn during that year. They're just letting them do what they need to do mm-hmm. to look good and to go by. So they aren't learning anything, and that's what turns them into veteran newcomers, is that they're sitting. So mm-hmm. if they win a pageant in 2010, they can't compete again until 2011. Then they sit out another year. And then you know, So if they win three, that's three years uh, of learning nothing and not growing nothing, from it. Right. That's great. That's personally, and you know that what? Is, you if said they're that learning, if they're learning nothing, then whose fault is there as a promoter? Because if you're and, writing and, something, you should definitely be learning something. And the, and and, and, and go hand in hand. And and Neil, I'm glad you said that because something that I've always coming into, you know, I've been with a certain company. Cheyenne knows who I work for. <laughs> a certain company for mm-hmm. eight eight years, and the first thing that I was ever taught my very first uh, first day in training was taking charge of your career, taking charge of your career to where you can advance. And I've even just, I put, mm-hmm. that just resonated a whole lot with me just in life, period. And it, is, it has allowed me to move and, and, and do all these great things. And so that's what I implore and I charge and challenge these newcomers. Everything that Avion said was spot on. But at the same time, you have to take it upon yourself to take charge of your career. Mm-hmm. A lot of these newcomers don't have plans. They're just feeling them way, their way through. They they see what looks good. Oh, I want to be that. Sit your ass exactly. down. Get a get a pen and piece of paper and say, "This is my plan. This is what I want to do." Okay, I have your plan. Mm-hmm. I see what you want to do. Now, how do we get there? What steps do we need to take in order for you to rise to the occasion? Can become this, that, and the other mm-hmm. versus. Going from this pageant, that pageant, this pageant, that pageant, this pageant, that pageant, not learning anything, having a crown, but what do you really have to show for it? Then when you do a crossover and you do become a national title holder, you can't work rain worth shit. Right. Exactly. One of the requirements to eat. What the thing. Uh, you can go Go ahead. I was going to say one of the requirements to even be one of Sasha's drag children, you mm-hmm. have to know how to do your own makeup. 
before she would even allow you to be her drag child. So before I even started doing drag, I learned how to do my own makeup from a queen in Chicago named Monique Green. She sat me down, showed me what to do, how to contour, and I took it from there. I hire people to do my makeup because I just don't like to get makeup on my hands. I love mm-hmm. to be pampered and dolled up. I just enjoy it. I do. I'm just being honest. And every, you know, all my makeup artists know I can do my own makeup. I'll sit right. there with them and play with it. But I just like to be dolled up, not have to touch any makeup. And I was fortunate enough to where I took the initiative to go out and learn myself. When I first competed for Miss Continental Plus, my first year I got first runner-up. I didn't start in newcomer pageants. I went out and I asked people myself to the point I got on people's nerves. That was a lot of reasons. People couldn't stand me, girl, you just want to be involved and know everything. And they did that I learned later because they knew I was getting ready to be their competition. Because when I was 12 years old, I told people long time ago, I want to be a Broadway star. But when I saw Miss Continental, I said my first time, I'm going to win that pageant my first time running. So sometimes you have to go out and take that all the time, not sometimes, and take that initiative yourself in line. Right. It's That's not right. up to a promoter. And I commend D. West for that. D. West is phenomenal when it comes to that. He goes above and beyond to help the everyone in his court to get promos, makeup, all of that. He's very good at that. But at the same time, you have to take the initiative to do that on mm-hmm. your own. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and really good. Neil speak. Go ahead, Neil. As a as an educator, I believe every day is a teachable moment. And as a promoter, I believe that with your kids and queens, it's a teachable moment for them to grow and expand. And if you can't help them, and then a good leader knows people who can help with those parties. So if I can't help you with makeup, then I know this person can help you with makeup. So I can directly right. connect feel. So mm-hmm. and I thank you. Not, I, 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 did, I just want to tell, I just want to tell Avion. Thank you so very much, Avion. I'm definitely going to have you on, and so you can have your own day. <laughs> just kidding. But I'm, but I'm definitely going to have you on, um, on one of my pageant chats because you definitely, um, you've opened up. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot of a great conversation, and you really sparked um, some interest, mm-hmm. I'm sure. So uh, thank you so very much, Alviana, and, and, and continue to listen, and I appreciate you, and I'll keep chipping your inbox. Love, love you, sis. Thank love you, sis. You, sis. Love, love you. you. <laughs> nah, I, and, what, and it was so funny. Well, it was so funny, Cheyenne, that you said that about um, Sasha with her kids with the makeup. Let me tell you, I don't mean to take over too much time, but – Back in the day when um, Tamisha, um, we went on a tour down down south. Um, I think we started in Tampa. We did a whole week, and this is when um, oh god, Brownstone came out. If you if you love me, say it. Mm-hmm. And we was on a talent show tour. It was it was five of us. We won every talent show from from West Palm Beach all the way down to Miami and back. So um, when we got home, because you know at, you know, at that time she was doing our hair, making our dresses, painting all our ass and everything. But baby, when we got home, she had a house on the um, on the west side. When we got home, she had to took the couch and turned it around to the wall. It was five mirrors up on the wall with five bags from JC Penney's. It had Derma Blend, the little Max Factor the hi- highlight contour stuff, and some powder. And uh, one compact with black and brown and some liquid eyeliner. 
And she sat her ass down, and she, she said, let's go. Let's get them. Tired of paying you motherfuckers. We're going to learn something. And see, these days, you don't have that. But you got to make sure when you're picking these gay parents and people that you look yeah. up to that you can actually learn something from them mm. or be able to even speak to them on a level where you can be guided in the right direction. And let me tell you, that that night when I was playing in my mug, this is when I knew I wanted to do makeup. I was, um, it wasn't that night. It was actually a night after that. She was painting me. And, you know, when you be painting, your eyes closed. And I can feel that she skipped a step. And I said, oh, um, you ain't do, she said, okay, you finish. She knew then, <laughs> or did you to learn? Right. But see, that's how you get to elevate. Because she right. has showed me the way. And now I done picked up. This bitch does kick skipped the step, and she was slacking on my mug, honey, from that on. Bitch, I would have spilled every makeup I can, and I started practicing. <laughs> and, and what I have written here is just basically, based on what you said, is just getting back to the basics. And, 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 and that's even with, you know, being a parent or, you know, gay mom, gay, whatever the case may be, you know, it comes a, it comes a point when you have to kind of let the child go and let the child learn on their own. You know, you have to kind of push, especially if you have these newcomer kids or just they don't necessarily have to be do, doing newcomer pageants. They're just new to the industry, whether it be show kids or whatever. You have to kind of just push them. Like Tamisha basically pushed you guys. Okay, I took you on a tour, did all that. Okay, now it's time for you guys to do it yourself. You know, you have to be able to push them because it's going to come a time when you're not going to really be able to or really want to hire somebody to come and paint you all the way from Jacksonville. Now, we're not, taking, we're not trying to take away Tanisha Quiet, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you may not you, – you, you, you oh, may yeah. need that extra – Two hundred dollars or whatever. You may just need that extra money, and so. But now you don't have nobody to paint you. But had you but learned Tanisha, and and then the basics, you'd have been fine. Go ahead, Neil. Tanisha, Tanisha, I can tell when you don't paint the people that you regularly paint though, because they look amazing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, some, I, you know, well, I would take that as a compliment, and I love, <laughs> and I don't mind telling out. You know, the yesterday was. Well, yeah, yesterday I did, I went live and painted myself, and I was a big critic, but I, I didn't mind sharing that with people because some people just don't know. And then you have the people who, I guess, know it all but won't help these kids. So I can understand they'd be afraid to ask or talk to someone because some of the people, they just won't tell you anything. It doesn't matter. I can tell you everything in my kit, but if you don't have, what it takes to do it, it's not going to matter. So I don't mind sharing and trying to help someone go to the next level. But thank you for that compliment, Nia. You're um, Maya, Maya Ross Monroe, I want to give her a shout-out because um, I don't know about – well, I used to be backstage, used to help backstage and all that kind of stuff. That's how I started with Back America, uh, what, 11 years ago and all that. But um, – I'm not like like Cheyenne and, and like Tanisha. I'm not back there as a contestant getting ready. So I don't really see, a, I, not anymore, I don't see as much as you guys may see. But something that Maya Ross Monroe put on Facebook was, to me, profound, and I wanted to um, get you guys' opinion or comment on. She said, um, she said uh, I truly, no, no, what she said. She said, a pageant shouldn't determine your friendship. She says, friends should be able to compete and still be friends. She says, I remember a time when friends competed against each other. They sat next to each other. They zipped each other up in gowns or whatever. 
even did one another's makeup, and was happy if the other person won over them. She says, I miss those days when friendships were stronger. And when when she said that, I was like, you know what, I remember a time and just hearing, you know, those stories of the girls competing against each other. Oh, baby, they competed, mothers competed against daughters, and daughters competed against, you know, their children or, or sisters and brothers or whatever. And now it's like people are kind of like, number one, not wanting to do a pageant. Oh, because... And I've told my kids this, and they can tell you, oh, I don't want to do it. You know, you'll hear, oh, I don't want to do it because such and such is doing it. Oh, that's my brother. Okay, everybody, I, NBU is only going to have so many, so, so many kings. Uh, Continental is only going to have so many queens or whatever the case may be. Everybody in this industry is going to have some of the same, uh, same dreams. Am I, not, am I not right? You're going to have some of the same that's dreams. That's true. So, so why not go out? And compete, you know what I'm saying, against who may who, who may have reared you in the industry or whatever. Like, I understand the respect part of it. I truly get that, you know, but it does come a point where you can't just, okay, I'm just going to hold out because my sister competing. Okay, compete compete against your sister. Oh, baby. You know, Listen, you know what? Oh, I know. Oh. Go ahead, Neil, and then, and then I'll let teachers talk and Cheyenne. The problem is ego getting in the way of things. Mm. And I can remember an instance when uh, Nicole ran for Continental, she was running against one of her other sisters, and she asked for some bobbin pins at the show. So it was like after the show, this person made a big spectacle about taking my, back my three bobbin pins. Like the bobbin pins is going to make such a huge life-changing experience for them. Mm-hmm. And so I think the egos getting to the way of sister because if if I see you as my sister, Michael, but I was like, okay, Michael's my little sister, but I don't see Michael beating me. And then when Michael finally does beat me, oh, bitch, I have a problem with that because Michael should be beneath me. Mm-hmm. So Michael should never be at my level or above my level. And I think ego is a problem because that's something that I've witnessed firsthand with a few people in Atlanta. So so, e- so egos have egos have basically gotten in the way of what Maya was saying, true friendship and getting back to how things were done back back day, back in the day or whatever. So I so I get that. What what did you want to say, Sean? You know, I was gonna say I can speak for myself personally, uh and I always go back to my first year competing for Miss Continental Plus. Um my own some of my own Valentino family members, um one in particular told me, and I respected her for telling me, she said um, her exact words was, bitch, had you won before me, I would have been evil. And I respected her for that, but at the same time, in my mind, I was still, I was younger then, in my mind, I thought that I would have more of a support system than someone saying, "I, you know, bitch, I would be evil if you beat me, you mm-hmm. know, first. So I it, it's 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 so funny how like Neil said the egos get in the way and you know another example when I was competing for Westland Grand Empress last year, um, a lot of people don't know uh, the evening gown competition was detained because three out of the four or five contestants, um, three of us, all of our zippers split or got caught at the same time in mm. literally in a chain reaction. I was helping Akasha bust herself out of her gown because her gown got stuck, and as I'm helping her, 
as Brianna, as uh, Brandon was zipping up my gown, my zipper started splitting. But mm. we all helped one another. And from that point on, Akasha and I have become like best friends. So there, you know, you have to look beyond that. You have to go beyond those egos. And contrary to what popular beliefs are, a lot of girls that people hear about us, we're certain ways. We're actually the exact opposite, honey. We have a good time backstage, helping mm-hmm. one another. And uh, what what Maya need need needed to realize, she needs to make sure that those friendships that you were talking about were they actually really friendships? Mm-hmm. Because, honey, yeah. listen. Baby, everyone want to be your friend until you become competition. Yeah. And especially yeah. nowadays, even bitches you have had um, dealings with in relationships with years, they really only kept you close just to make sure they'd be one step ahead. So you, right. you have to be very careful with that. But, you know, I'm not going to get into that. But I can truly say <laughs> that it is it, it's a lot of that that goes around. And a lot of people only want to befriend you so you can help them get to the next level or you got the connection or they, there is a lot of bitches using hoes. That's, that's all that is. And they don't like to see, it's a lot of people that don't like to see your progress because you're going further than them or you're actually being better than them. But if you don't have a problem with letting someone in and trying to be helpful, then you would be okay with it. But if you've been a bitch all your life and don't want to see nobody else star rise, then, yeah, you're going to always have a problem with the next person elevating to the next level. And then Bobby Penn well, you know, really did something to her ass. That's what that was. But, you know, <laughs> the Bobby Penn, that was one year. That was the year she got first one up. But I'm going to use Let me be messy right quick. So, <laughs> so because the ego thing came into play, because the year Nicole won Continental, Sasha did. <laughs> she was in Gabby's premium like talent. And that was a slap in the face because Sasha was, first off, she was riding Nicole. She was, like, really wanting her to win. Uh, she was wanting her to, she was riding her coattail or riding whatever. But the year after she got first one on when she went back the following year, Sasha Valentino was in Alexis Gabrielle's premium talent. That was a slap in the face for Nicole because Sasha is like Nicole's mother. She was like, a, like one of her mothers in Chicago before she moved around. And there was the, like that ego that I think got in. The ego got into play because maybe Sasha saw her as, oh, she could possibly win Continental for me or whatever the case may be. But it was like disrespectful to Nicole because they hadn't like she hadn't said it or discussed it with Nicole. She just showed up and she was in Gabby's feeling like Cameron. So mm-hmm. it was a slap in the face because yeah. it was just I, this why why are you in her town and you supposed to be like one of like my gay mothers, my sister. Right. And and, and you know, like when when it comes down to those those ego trips or whatever, and then like going back to what Cheyenne said, how each of them helped each other, you know, I uh, a conversation I've had with Kobe Black, and people know Kobe Black competed at Universe and really wanted to be Universe, and has earned every spot in the top five minus the winner. And one thing that he said 
and we, you know, every time I go to Atlanta, I'm, I'm always with them. He said, wow, my son won before me, and I competed, you know. He said, my son won before me um, on his first go-round. My grandson, Roman, has already won, you know. And he said, I dressed my son when he won. So I dressed my son when he won Black America. But the, the difference is that it wasn't an ego trip for him. It wasn't a, a thing of, oh, my God, you know, they beat me or whatever the case may be. He said it, it more so gave him inspiration. You know, and he and he celebrated their win. He said, because even if he doesn't go back to Patrick ever again, he is celebrating. He's he's uh, grateful the fact that he was able to contribute to their success. You know, and I just wish that more people were like that. And I'm sure there are a lot of people um, that are just like Kobe and, and and how Cheyenne and Akasha were interacting backstage. But then you also see backstage how. Some people come – let's not even talk about backstage. Let's talk about how they come into registration. I've sat in registration. Mm. I've had to speak in a registration, a few of them, and I was so not frustrated or whatever, but I came into that registration wanting to say just a few words to kind of lighten the ice because one thing that I, I don't like, everybody has spent money to, to come to the pageant, to, to do the pageant, whatever the case may be. It's now time for you to relish in the experience, enjoy, bask in whatever it is because you want to be this. Don't come into a registration with your game face on, don't want to speak to nobody, don't want to smile, don't want to do any of that. But at the same time, you want to become a national title holder, right? You're going to have to interact mm-hmm. with people who you don't know, who probably are your fans and you never knew it. You know, So you want to be as welcoming as possible. And so something that I said at, uh, what was it, uh, back in December, Diamond of the South, I said, you're – you may not be the winner tonight because there only can be two people. You may not be the winner tonight, but one day you will be in the winner's spot, and you're going to want the same mm-hmm. respect as the person who's going to, who, who will probably possibly win over you. And I think that, you know, is, is missing as well. Yeah, people's emotions get hurt and, you know, their egos or whatever the case may be because maybe they got beat by a newcomer or somebody that hasn't been doing the pageant as long as they have or whatever. But th- that also goes back to being mentally prepared. You have to be mentally prepared mm-hmm. for the win. You got to be mentally prepared for the loss. And you have to be mentally prepared for the rain because, as we see, some people aren't. And that leads me to, do I want to take a call or do I want to say what I want to say? Some people <laughs> Oh, look, take a, you take, take a, a call. From, uh, you got, <laughs> hey, you got, a, you got a 352 on there, a 352 area code? Let me see. Hold and on. then not ended in 9932. Did they press one? Yeah, he should have. If he didn't, oh, well. Okay, you said, what was the last four digits? Let me see if you did. 9932. Okay, yes. I'm going to bring them on. Okay. We got so four zero four writing too. <laughs> four zero four. What's the last four digits? Um, one sixteen forty four. Okay, I see both of those. So let's go ahead and um open up the line to area code three five two. Uh, last four digits nine nine three two. All right, you are now on the line with Tanisha, Neil, Cheyenne, and Micah. Can I have your name and where you're calling from? Your question, comment, or topic, please. Hi, how are you doing? My name is Kiafa. I'm from Gainesville. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well. I'm from Gainesville, Florida. I have my associate on the line with me also. Oh, and we just have a few questions. I'm not going to take up a whole bunch of time. Okay. First and foremost, hey, Neil, how you doing? I'm doing well. 
Great, great. Um, I just want to. I have. I me personally, I don't understand. Um, I didn't attend the pageant. Wasn't in the tabulating room. But it seems on two separate occasions you did the exact same thing with the scores. How did those mistakes happen? Okay, so Neil, would well, you like to respond to that on this public forum? I'm going to. What, that's that's what, totally up to you. What we talk what about pageantry, right? Hold hold on hold on one second. Yeah. I, I'm asking okay. Neil the question: Would he like to respond to this in a public forum or private? So Neil. You want to ask him a question, or you want to? Oh, because he can't call me. Yeah, that's I mean, that's. I mean, what's your question? How did that mistake happen on two separate occasions? And it didn't happen. On two, it didn't happen on two separate occasions. But I'm okay. sure you've made a mistake in life, right? Are Are you perfect? Am I talking to Gene? No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, I'm not. Okay, well then you understand how mistake happens. So you know, not that, I, I'm asking how that that mistake happened because I tabulate scores and I I check my work all night before I pass out the who won the pageant because I okay. don't want to I me per, okay. I don't want to be responsible for that mistake because that falls on so many other people. Okay. So I'm not understanding, and well, I'm just asking because you you tabulate well, all the Guess what, sweetheart? I'm responsible for that mistake. It happened, and we moved on. You need to oh. say yes. Okay, then. It happened, and we moved on. It happened, and we moved on. Okay, then. Now, my second question is, how is it a mess? How what, is that considered uh, a mess? Not, not you, not you, Neil, Miss Cheyenne, I believe. It was someone saying something about a situation, and they considered it a mess. Um, oh, hold on. Girl, you really don't this is my best friend. She, <laughs> she's a, she, listen, she is a part of the messy um, crew down there, and um, her and my other brother. I am not, not messy. So, let, let her answer a question. Let her answer a question. Uh, What's the oh, question? I'm fine with the messy crew. And it was, crew, it was about the competition. Oh, I, well, I can, I okay, can hold address hold the on, messy crew, too. Go ahead. What's your question? Hold on. Okay, so. Go ahead and ask the question since they're allowing you to ask the question. So go ahead and ask the question. You gotta have your questions together. And your facts. Because y'all made me laugh. Tanisha made me laugh because she know I'm trying to be serious. Um about the Go ahead. About friends competing against each other and somebody said it was there was being a mess. I think you even said it was the Sasha and Nicole situation. That wasn't me. It was it was about some considered being a mess. It was something I know it was. The girl competing saying that she thought she was gonna have support and when the girl said that she if she would have won before her that was being a mess. Um okay, yeah, she said her family member, her her sister said that. My gay my gay one of my gay family members told me and I said I had a lot of respect for her, if you heard correctly, for being honest, telling me to my face that bitch had you won before me, I would have been evil. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I missed that part. So what's I, your I, question? I was, I was, no, I was I was trying to figure out because I missed and just that to part correct and, and just and for. just to have and just to piggyback for Neil's sake, I believe the two pageants you're referencing, both of those. Well, he pageants, said it wasn't. Neil he said was it was only one. Tabulated at both of those pageants. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Well, he's, he's, okay, he's so make sure you have those facts together. Thank but you so very much, Thank you, mean, you so but, very much. Okay. But if, if, if we want to address the issue, we can address the issue. But, I mean. No, okay. Here's my thing. Hold on. Hey, here's my thing, because I, I don't want, you know, we're having great conversation here, healthy conversation. But I don't want it to be a battle, you know. But if, Neil, you want to address anything now, just because Keoffer may still be he's still listening, but I don't have the line open to him. If there's anything that you want well, to say publicly, you you can have that. If not, we can move on to 1644. We can move on to 1644. All right. I don't have to address it because, <laughs> because I've already addressed it on Facebook. Exactly. The day and, after the session. And, and, and that's exactly why. Going back, you did, you did, you did address it, but you know how we. And, but this is, but this is a little Padre chat, and my, it's my best that he wanted to get okay. in. Now, I had no idea that's, what he was going to ask, no. child. But you, but you know how they, so, how they do. That's your best, thing, so you know. That's why I'm like, I'm not going in. That's your best. Thing. I don't have a problem with the question. I mean, look, but look, and that's sure is. Okay, so y'all, some people just want to know. This. I, I actually am enjoying this. I'm not getting. I mean, too many this. I mean, like things. honestly, let's just be honest here. Listen, listen to that. Some people, and there's nothing to you, Tanisha. Some people just want to know how a mistake happened. How do you want to know how a mistake happened? A mistake, it just happens. Who's to say someone's penmanship was wasn't bad? I mean, it could have been a plethora of reasons why the score was input improperly. I mean, it, he addressed it. Moving forward, sixteen forty four. Look, but guess what, bitch? After this shit happened, I kind of wanted to get a call myself. But go ahead and let it on in. Were your scores correct? I don't know, shit. I thought you was gonna call me. I damn sure want to be great. Okay. Well, you know what? When I, I listen, now, listen on on my scores, I did. <clears throat> I I was kind of hurt after the end of the page, so I did not get my scores until the following day, which was that Monday. And when I did look at my scores, I I actually um we my, I think my dance was on our way back on Tuesday. They was trying to add up stuff or whatever, but I really didn't care at that point. But I do want to see where I dropped the ball at. So I did some investigation and reading into because sometimes score sheets can be really good and sometimes they can really hurt your feelings. But you got to be able to accept because when we compete in a pageant, it's definitely a gamble and we are about to be judged by our peers, you know. But what I had a problem with, where um, I did have a, uh, one or two scratches out, but I didn't care about that. What I had a problem with when judges put on what they thought I should have done in a particular oh, category that is a pet or or um what what would have been it would have been great if you would have done I in that at that point especially with the pageant being so close in my eyes so what mm-hmm. I felt because you know any good competitor and you if you are in a pageant if you are a great competitor or you're good at competing did you know who you're battling with and I've been doing this too long not to know. And I knew who my competitor was. And for me to lose by the amount of points I was, I kind of felt like um, maybe had that opinionated point not been there and you could have not took off for this when you really, you know. So Okay. And other than that, say, you know, you move on. And let me say this, Tanisha, because you brought up a, a very great point. And this is not um, – 
This is what, like Shannon said, this is Pepsi chat, so we're just going to keep it all the way 100. That's why I feel, and I don't need a rebuttal from anybody, and I'm just, just, just I'm going to say what I need to say. I'm going to move to 1644. That's why I feel that you need to have uh, uh, an official, either, uh, what is it, a head judge, and maybe even the tabulator, they kind of work hand in hand after each and every category. Because one thing that I can, that I, oh, just me, can say that when I would have these briefings with judges, whether it be for a junior, whether it be for Diamond of the South, your opinion is your opinion. We get that. There, there's a such thing as giving constructive feedback and saying, you know what, the next time you decide to put this together or whatever, whatever try this, try that. But if it did not take away from the overall aspect of the talent, the overall look of the gown, overall look of the sportswear, you shouldn't be going and taking points off for that. You know, and I know, I don't know about a lot of others. I judge a lot of pageants, but a lot of the systems that I've judged for, they really have strict guidelines as to what you're supposed to be judging on. Judge on what's right. on the score sheet and move forward. You don't need to start giving yes. unsolicited opinions that you're that you're then going to take off points for when you really shouldn't. And like Tanisha said, that could have been a point for her versus a point against her um, solely because you had an opinion of what you thought she should have done versus what she did, especially if it didn't take away from what she presented. Now I'm moving on to 1644. You are now on the line with um, Micah, Tanisha, Cheyenne, and Neil. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment, please? This is Aja calling from Orlando, Florida. Hi, Aja. Hey, 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 Hello, hello, Blog Talk Radio. Hey, <laughs> I've been listening in and I've been enjoying the conversation thoroughly. And uh, to okay. start off, the mistake that was made at Westland, you know, we all make mistakes. We make mistakes in life. We make mistakes in yeah. our careers, our daily life. Yeah. So we done moved on, and Jeffrey done won two more pageants since then. So evidently he fine with the mistake. They corrected it. So, you know, we done moved on. <laughs> I just think that people – just dwell on things and just like, you know, and maybe they did want to know. Maybe they feel like because Christopher is Neil's father, they felt like it was some kind of shade. That's what people really kind of felt. But I've known Neil for a long mm-hmm. time. He's one of my best friends. And he's a very fair person. So I don't see him blatantly doing that because I even expressed mm-hmm. to him that from watching the pageant on Facebook, it was obvious that Jeffrey won the pageant. So it was clear that it was a mistake. Um, right. <laughs> on to the, the on to the newcomer thing. I think um, these pageants creating these newcomer pageants are what made these veteran newcomers. Um, when me and mm-hmm. Tanisha them started and Cheyenne ourselves, there were not newcomer pageants, especially newcomer pageants that centered themselves around national systems. So I think that's what kind of has the community. Right, exactly. So um, I just. Piggyback off those two little things. That's all. So, 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 uh, um, so, Glamma. So, let me ask you in regards to, um, in regards to the newcomers. What do you think, from a person who's a, a, a multinational title holder, been everything within our community and well respected? What do you think that the promoters need to do? Do you think that people need to come together? I mean, what do you think needs to happen? Because it, to me, I feel like it's getting out of control. 
It is. And the sad thing is, it's, it's the black community that don't come together. Yeah, because it is. I, I've witnessed other systems, hmm. and they have great unity. They have contested outcome and all those things. I think what's hindering our community is uh, the little circles and the the um, favoritism, and it's not what you know, it's who you know. You know, I don't think, right. you know, it's not a lot of fair chances in our community versus when you step into other arenas of pageantry, you have a fair chance stepping in from the beginning, whether you're known or not. So I think that's something right. that hinders our community mm-hmm. in it, you know, as a whole. Okay. Well, thank you so very much, Gamma. I appreciate you calling in and supporting. Thank you for having me. I love you. I love I love you, Aja. I love you, too. Love you, too. Love you, too. Love you, Aja. Love you, sis. Talk to you soon. All right. Great conversation, guys. Y'all want to accept another call? Sure. (laughs) Sure. Keep it going. Pick a a crazy area code. Pick a crazy area code. Hold on. Let me see. Felicia, you over having some wine. Okay, she got some. Girl, got no, I wish. <laughs> baby, you on 10, sis. Okay. Um, I'm on, I'm, baby, I'm on the book. I'm, I'm watching the page too, child. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, got, I got an area code 813-0725 is the last four digits. So, hope I'm oh, bitch, that's, that's terrible. Be well. Okay. 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 <laughs> that's terrible. Okay. Let's go ahead and bring you on, baby. Let's see. Here we go. All right. So you are now on the line with Tanisha, Neil, Cheyenne, and Micah. Can I have your name, your uh, where you're calling from, and your question, comment, or topic, please? Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Dantes. I am. Hi, I'm Dantes. Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm originally from Tampa, but I'm living in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, okay. I'm just calling because I wanted to touch on the subject. I don't know if it's been touched on yet. Um, during the conversation, um, I'm noticing I went to a newcomer pageant um, probably last week, if I'm not mistaken, when I went to Sweetheart, and um, I was noticing something when it came to the boys, when it came to the male competitors, and the gentleman that won, I noticed, and how much deservedly so, I think he won. Um, but what I mm-hmm. noticed about him is the masculinity in his package, which he presented on stage, the way he presented himself and talent and throughout the pageant. And I feel like some of that is actually missing mm. when it comes to our male competitors. Um, mm. I try to focus, what I focus on, I feel like the males, sometimes, you know, they get passed by, you know, drag is drag, so drag is always going to be bigger and more paid more attention to. But I try to focus on some of these male entertainers as well because I feel like they're not being groomed as well. They're not being taught the so um, quote unquote correct correct way. What do you, um, any of the callers? I want to start with me. Um, I'm sorry, any of the panel. I want to start with Cornelius. Um, wanted to ask, what do you feel like is missing in male pageantry? Um, and do you feel like expressing femininity on stage when it comes to male entertainers, do you feel is right or do you feel like it's wrong? Because I know we are all gay males or whatever, but for me sometimes, if it's too much femininity when it comes to a male, um, that's a negative 
for me. Okay. Now, I know that doesn't, that doesn't apply to every pageantry system. I've been to pageantry systems, and they are what? fish down. <laughs> but um, I, well, I, I feel I, like sometimes, you know, it's too much femininity sometimes, and that's a, that's a negative for me. So what do you feel like? If, is that a positive or a negative? And do you feel, what do you feel like is missing what needs to be brought back to the male portion of pageantry? I mean, I honestly believe that it's subjective because it's subjective. some people feel that, you know, there, there are different types of males. Every male is not going to be the masculine male. However, when we look at drags that do female impersonations, mm. we want them to be the mm. femme, the most feminine right. girl that, that's around. How, so, and that, that means the male needs to be a masculine male. Because I've been mm-hmm. some drag pageants, and the films look like were the the trannies, drag queens, whatever they call it. They look like truck drivers. Mm-hmm. But well, they yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if I'm gonna use, let me use my child for example. Like my child, Yahim, he can. I think on stage he looks Ooh. like. A male. He looks like a gay male on stage. Right. Okay. And I right. think a gay male is not going to be completely a hundred percent masculine. They they're going to look like a gay male on stage. So right. I don't. I personally don't have a problem with a gay male on stage doing a male category. Mm-hmm. But you do have a problem. With, you know, I, a, I, but you I, do have a problem with Neil, someone on stage. And a, you know, in the form of being a male entertainer, or a male lead, and they're they're more feminine than the girls that are actually competing. Exactly. Down the yeah. Correct. Okay. And and now, then sometimes I see a modeling because it's all modeling. It's down. all an illusion. Right. If mm-hmm. if we're going to get an illusion, I think we need to get an illusion of a male. I agree. So right. sometimes. I mean, I just think I don't think they need to be in no tuxedo modeling better than me in a beat of gown. I'm no shame. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Formal wear. I don't care how you are off stage because I, I have brothers and sisters that are on Universe Continental all day, every day, or whatever, and they are feminine as all outdoors off stage. Or whatever, but when it comes so, to are we suppo- but are we supposed to? Um, but in uh, on score, some score sheets during pageantry, this is when you get this way you find out the bitches know are qualified to judge pageants. Now, on in some pageants they have the categories broken down into subcategories. Now, mm-hmm. what about the pageants who just have the one through ten or the one through twenty-five, and you just judge accordingly? Okay. But they don't they don't have that masculinity. So if they don't have the masculinity, are you taking off of that? Well, I think it's different because, like, sweetheart, like, okay, I judge sweetheart and Duval. So Duval is one through ten. Sweetheart right. is one through twenty-five, but they break down how those twenty-five subcategories right. given. And I think as contestants, they need to learn how those twenty-five points are given. Mm. So they can that's know. all about doing research in your pages. That's why yeah. I'm, I'm big on research on what you're competing for. That's part of research. So, but no, what so I'm I, saying, if I'm judging a guy and and, mm-hmm. and 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 he's 
even if his former wear is sickening, everything, the limbs, everything. But he's go. Am I supposed to take off because this bitch going to model? Is he going to do the Raquel spin? Am I supposed to take off for that? Yes, you do. Yes, yes. you do. If, yes. if, if the okay. score sheet says right. so, then you do. But what if the score sheet don't say so? If the score sheet don't do say I just, so, then... do I mention? Do I just mention it? But I let this man have his points because he 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 uh, was sickly. So uh, I'm saying. I think I think, you know, I think that's subjective. Yes, it is. That's what I'm. You know, saying. That's subjective. Two, it, it, yeah, it is subjective. And two of my very close friends um, get ridiculed for that a lot. Joey Taylor and Noah Lee Richards. They are mm-hmm. two guys, two close friends of mine, and they they get, are women. You know, they are women, grown women. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, but they are, but they are gay men, and they they accept themselves. But you know, they accept themselves for who they are. Well, but you know, every gay man can't get up there and act like uh, um, they're Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, everybody can't right. do that. You know, and, and it's and, just and, and, you and have to, to your point, you have Diane. to judge them accordingly. Right, and and well, also to your point, hold on, judging. I just want to say this. Also, to adding to what Cheyenne's saying is that you know, not a really def- trying to defend anybody, but there are some entertainers, male entertainers, that they love their gayness or whatever, but they don't want to be a drag queen. But they do enjoy the art. They exactly. do enjoy entertaining. Mm-hmm. And so they found their niche is, hey, I'm a guy, I'm a gay male, and I'm going to go where, I, where I'm accepted as who I am. Now, you may not be able to right. go to certain patterns and be like that, and that's you, you'll, find, right. out, yeah. you know, you'll right. find out, hey, maybe that, that's not for me. You know, that's but, not for me. Um, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, it's not, but Dante, I, I, I'm going to have to cut you off. <laughs> no problem. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting close, and I do want to take another call, but um, All right. I, I think you brought up a great point, and this conversation will be continued, the entire pageantry check conversation, because we haven't even really, you know, gotten to a lot of what I want to talk about tonight, but the conversation has been great. So thank you, Dante, okay. um, and table your question for the next show, okay? All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you, you, baby. All right, so we're gonna Ooh, go feel to a part two coming out. Oh yes, it's gonna be a, be a part two. I'm going to I'm going to allow. Hold on, hold on. We got thirty. We got thirteen minutes left, and I want to give this person at least two minutes to ask their question, and and we respond, and then we'll we'll follow up with our last comments and let the closing of the show um happen. So two five one, Eric code two five one. Last four is two nine three four. I'm bringing you on right now, really quickly. All right, you are now on the line with Micah, Cheyenne, Tanisha, and Neil. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question, comment, or topic, please? Hi, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Giselle Lord, and I'm calling from Alabama. My question is, um, with you guys, in the beginning of the conversation, you guys started saying about um, people not being approachable and the kings and queens are not being, you know, friendly. Uh, So Uh what I want to ask is, what makes a great king or queen? And even if you are a great king and queen, when you have bad queens having five contestants and then you have good queens having five contestants, at this point in the game, does it even really matter if you're approachable? Mm. That's the question. I think it. I, I think it matters, Giselle. And hello, hey, beautiful. I love me some Giselle. Hi. Um, <laughs> Um, I think it, I think it, I think yes, it does matter because how you live your everyday life should reflect how you reign 
as a national title holder. If you're an approachable, nice person every day, that should roll over into that life as well. You know, and, and Tanisha said something earlier in the conversation also about that goes back to the girls um, that's been in the game for a long time winning these pageants versus the girls who actually should have won. That's the newcomer who's hungry to get out there and be that nice approachable person. So yes, it, it's still very important because a lot of girls, I've, I'm not even going to say the pageant, but just a pageant. Recently, I reached out to one of the system affiliates, I'll say, and their response was so yucky, it turned me off from even wanting to compete for the pageant. So they lost a possible contestant just from right. their response of me asking them about the pageant. They were not approachable. So, yes, it's very important. And also, Giselle, I would say this. um, I think it does matter a lot because it's you. It's your brand. It's who you are. So regardless of what the system consistently has, five contestants or whatever, at the end of the day, we're looking at Giselle Lord or whoever, Miss whoever. You know what I'm saying? We're looking at them as a person because once you leave that system, you're going to another system, and that's going to follow you. So I would rather good than bad. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not always the queen. Concerned. Sometimes you're defending some of the other affiliates uh, involved with the system as well. It's not always the queen. You can have a queen who is a, a complete sweetheart, but at the same time, some of those contestants might not want to be bothered with others that's involved in the system. That's true. That's true. You definitely want to be a, 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 a one way that I think to be a good um, king or queen is to have some type of impact on the system or and, and also doing in your reign. You know, we can't make everybody run in the pageant, but what you can do is throughout your year is to be visible and be able to have conversations with people about who you are and make your your particular system and brand happy that you are their rep. And just being able to say hello and get a response goes a long way because you don't get that these days. Some people won't even speak and address you. And you are very approachable and you are a beautiful young lady. So your 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 confidence in the woman that you are makes it easier for people wanting to just get to know you and maybe follow where you've been in your in your career. So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Definitely trying to have an impact and be able to be approachable and being able to put yourself out there and not being so stuck up and high and mighty to where you can't get listen to what is really being said. And when you're promoting yourself just by being a great person, they're naturally going to want to take interest in what you're reigning and what you're about at this particular year or this time, as far as your title or whatever. Neil, what's your team? No, I agree with what everything you said. Hey, Giselle. Hi, Neil. So, just, hi. I'll be calling you later, Giselle. Oh, Lord. But, okay, well, bye, everybody. Good night. Thank you, Michael, for taking the call. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally agree with Tanisha because Tiffany Hunter is, like, the perfect example of those things because, I mean, she's – we was at LIP after North America pageantry, and females who didn't even know what a Miss Continental was or, or what Miss North America was, they was like, oh, can I take a picture with you? And she was like, I would love to take a picture with you. And she was just excited to take pictures with other people. And I just right. think she's just, she's just an excellent queen to me. She is. 
So. She's an excellent queen. I was going to give a shout-out to, to Paula, Miss um, Daphne Dupree. That's, a, that's another one um, who I love. And, and oh, I love me some Daphne. And see, we, we got a lot. We, yes, we got God. A lot that we could, we could talk about. Oh, who was that? About. What? <laughs> you said what? The, the promo, the promo queen, Miss Heavenly. Miss Heavenly. The first Miss Heavenly. No, I don't know that. Oh. You know what? Oh. Okay, with all of that. I just sneak me one in. Yeah, yeah. I love Miss Paula. She, I love queen. me some Paula, too. Yes, yes. I, I mean, and, and, and my thing is, and, and we got we to gotta end it because we just got a, a couple minutes, but just with people like Tiffany and, and Paula and those other, there's a lot of other representatives that are out there doing things. I mean, uh, Alvion, too, who was uh, on the call earlier, you know, um, Cheyenne, you know, T- Tanisha. I mean, we got girls on the, on the line that you can look to because it was all about Westland. And it's going to always be about Westland with Cheyenne, you know, because that was something that she was hungry for. She stepped out on faith that she did. She competed and won. Tanisha, you know, not only is she a promo queen, but she, she was everywhere and she still is everywhere. Because at the end of the day, she's not only representing the brand of whatever system she's a part of, but she's still representing Tanisha Iman. You know what I'm saying? She's still representing that, you know. And with Tiffany Hunter, she's she's – She's doing what she has always envisioned for whatever reign she was going to be able to be, you know, be uh, graced with. Mm-hmm. So she's doing exactly what she's always envisioned for her life and, and, and her career as a female impersonator and, and Daphne as well. So, I mean, we have a lot of people that we, need, we can look toward. And when you have girls like that, people, anybody would love to have any one of you that I've mentioned because of what you have done for the system that you were a part of, and that is to be commended. And newcomers and, and other um, girls out there that may have not had the fortunate opportunity to reign just yet. Those are the girls that you need to look to. Those are the girls that you need to be in the inbox or calling and asking them, you know, because um, all of them I know personally, and all of them will more than, you know, are more than welcome to help you and assist you in making not only your dream your reality, but making your, you know, making your brand work for you. So thank you to everybody. Um, I don't remember everybody who called. Alvion, Dante, Dante's key author, Aja, my grandmama. Was that it? Oh, and Connie. No, I don't, don't forget Miss Connie. Miss Connie. Giselle. Giselle. Uh, and Giselle Lord. I'll let y'all know who Miss <laughs> Connie yes. is after this call. Let's let not forget Tanisha, best friend. Yes, I said, Kiyosa. <laughs> I said, Kiyosa, yeah. Um, so, so thank you so much. His name is Kiyosa. Kiyosa. That's my Okay, so Kiyosa. So thank you, um, yes. thank you all. Um, I'm going to, when I, we end the call and we have our little chat, everybody that's listening, I will get with the panel and we will decide when we want to have the next, um, the next show. It's totally up to them and, you know, what time they have available. But we have a lot that we've got to talk about. We're not finished yet. Make sure that you share this, uh, this show with all of your friends so they can get in on the tea and the mess and everything that we talked about. But at the end of the day, whether whatever we said, there's a resolution to it. And if we didn't reach it on this call or this particular night, we're going to reach it on the next one. So thank you so very much. You guys hold the line for me. Everybody hold the line. Listen to the closing, and um, I'll see you next time. So just hold the line for me, guys. Well, that's actually it for tonight's show, everyone. I want to thank my panel for stepping in and getting the conversation going as it relates to everything pageantry. Um, you know, the upside, the downside, and how we as a community can come together to make things better for not only future kings, queens, and promoters, but also for those who love, support, and appreciate the artistry of drag and melee entertainment. 
Thanks to everyone who listened in and got the topics of conversation going as well. I appreciate it. And remember to follow us on HipCast, blogtalkradio.com, as well as iTunes. Now, as you know, I like to end each episode with a quote of the week. So here is this week's quote. Don't ever make the mistake of getting too comfortable in the art. Keep analyzing and observing and be sure to take those silent notes. For those silent notes and constant betterment of oneself will prepare you to not only compete, but reign as a true symbol of excellence. Until next time, everyone be blessed.